I'm telling you right now, he's got to do this for all the straight white males out there because we need a win. You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCVP. It's another edition of the Windy City Bender Podcast. It's Jerem here. It's Tanner. Oh, yeah. It's episode, it's episode 106. Um, we're a week away from hockey. Yeah, I was about to say, as of recording right now, we're about one week and two hours or an hour away from puck drop between Blackhawks versus St. Louis. So you kind of say uh, things are getting exciting in the <sighs> hockey world. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, it's really starting to look like this is actually going to happen. It's like Re- gonna, really start to taste it. <laughs> yeah, they're going to pull this off, and I am so fucking hashtag pumped for this. Hashtag juiced. Hashtag juiced. <laughs> But yeah, so episode one of sits, you will you know the format. We got some hot stock going on. We got a couple NHL talk things. Um NHL talks a little crazy, a uh, little stuff that you think would be in the onion art an onion article. But nope, yeah, it's, that's it's right. real life. So um, things are happening and things are weird. So <laughs> that's great. You uh you got anything you wanna throw out there, Tanner, before we get going? Uh no. <laughs> Fucking well, patter. All right, so Hawks, a couple quick things there. They, you've kind of noticed since the the return to play has been announced, they've been going with the slogan "All for One." They this week they finally kind of put it out there that this is the new slogan for the team. Did say, however, the one goal slogan is not retired, which I don't know. Like, they, I they have probably a lot of like stuff that still says one goal and that's why they're like we're not yeah. retiring because i know there was when i was at the i went to a game last year like during or actually it was during this season so it was still last year yeah. um <laughs> where it was like 70s night and they had like the huge one goal like saying and yeah. so it's like i'm sure they have a shit ton of that stuff and it's like oh yeah dude they used to say one goal like they can still use that shit is it <laughs> but, like Sell it, it off, maybe. I don't yeah. Know. Is it weird that they brought in this new like slogan, like now and not wait for next season to start? Um, I thought I it was a little. So. I thought it was a little strange. I mean, but then again, nothing it's, makes sense anymore. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like it's still the same season anyway. That's why yeah, that's like true. it's it's completely fine. I, I I feel like we've missed like a whole off off season, <laughs> and I'm just like. Yeah, we still have a whole offseason to go. There's still frenzy and shit coming up. And, like, it's going to be awesome, too. And that's all going to take place, like, a month and a half, like, apart, too, which is going to be awesome. It's going to be, like, draft free agent. Yeah, uh, no joke. Yeah, training camp for, like, two weeks, new season. Next week is going to be the start of nonstop hockey, basically, until next summer. Yeah, so probably, like, oh, yeah, a year and a half almost. Yeah, because like like you said, like usually in the summer it kind of dies down because you have like two months of like free agency, but that's not happening. They, and they they still have all intentions of playing eighty two games next year. Don't know how, but I'm not yeah. gonna complain. Yeah, like, so let's go. So, like this is this is the last week we have without hockey for a, a little bit. So that's gonna be great as long as everything stays safe, you know. <laughs> like yeah, um, Jesus. you guys were kind of you guys were kind of talking about this in the in the group chat the other day kind of how 
they're saying that this is the hard if they can get through this week or up until Sunday without any like major things happening with COVID and all that kind of stuff, you're pretty much guaranteed that this is going to go forward and happen. Yeah, absolutely. Like they don't, I feel like the hockey players don't have the the distractions that like other sports do. Like they're very, like very, like I can hang out with my team all day, every day and have a great fucking time. And like, that's kind of like what's going to happen for them, especially the younger guys. And like, I think that it's going to be just like pretty, it's going to go pretty off without a hitch, I guess, you know, like they're not going to be inviting girls into the, the like the NBA bubbles already getting like almost going to collapse because like guys are going out and getting fucking food when they're not yeah. supposed to. And then they're trying to text girls and like tell them to come into the bubble. It's like, that's just also they're fucking re- stupid because <laughs> they are doing their shit in Florida and Florida is like the worst, right? The worst. And so I'm just like, yeah, that's not going to happen. So that's the good thing about hockey. It's like they all have their heads on, like, at least their shoulders and fucking can figure it the fuck out and, like, realize they need to do exactly what they need to do to get these seasons to keep going. I feel really bad for the players that aren't playing, though, you know? Yeah. Um, that's what I saw, though, too. I was saying something came up. They were saying that after the 14-day quarantine, once they get to the hub city – they are going to be able to go to the golf resorts like oh really yeah where they're staying so it's like for hockey players man you give them golf you give them a hotel toss some video games in there you give them hockey that's all you need right there dude they're gonna fucking throw so much money down on video games and golf rounds oh my god (laughs) it's gonna be crazy but yeah so hockey's coming very soon um a couple little contract notes that came up this week for the Blackhawks, it was reported that Slater Cuckoo and the Chicago Blackhawks are making zero progress on a contract extension. Oh, well, I mean, that's it not. sucks. I mean, like, I, I like him because he fills out, like, the bottom pairing, like, decently well. He's a good, like, seventh defenseman. Yeah. And – he would be great to have next year just because you don't know if all of the guys that we like have prospect wise are like going to be like for sure making that jump. Right. So it's like, it would be great if we had him signed for at least like another season, but I'm not going to be like super fucking upset about it. Yeah. It's like, my opinion with that is like, yeah, it's great. We have him awesome. If not, whatever, like we do have plenty of guys in our system and all that kind of stuff where we'll be able to rotate a solid group of guys is that sixth, seventh defenseman to kind of see what we got there. Yeah. Um, I mean, and you, the guys that we're bringing in though, you don't really want to have them filling out the bottom pairing. Like you want right. these guys to like be able to be like top four guys. And I mean, it would be great to have him and only mana as the bottom pairing for a while. They're only 25 and 26, but only Mana's making way too much money. And mm-hmm. I'm sure Cuckoo is just like, Oh, well like my D partner is making 4 million. Like, and I'm making less than one million. Like, yeah, he's like a what a nine hundred. Yeah, he's on like a almost a rookie contract still. Yeah, nine twenty five. I mean, you got and you got to understand. He's got to understand too, though. It's like I would just if I were him, sign those one year tickets while the cap is flat. You know, like he's he's not one of those guys that can be demanding a shit ton of money. Yeah, but I'm sure he could end up being on a team where he's making a little bit more, maybe like yeah, 1.5 to 2 million, you know? Yeah, that's fair. And like, 
if that's what happens, that's what happens. He's still a re- restricted free agent. So, so if we'll anything, we'll they could possibly they could qualify him. Could go to arbitration, or he can get a fucking um, offer sheet. Yeah, I don't even know if his offer sheet would even end up with us getting any picks, though. See, I like to think that I know about that stuff, and not because of NHL. But then I always find out that NHL is just dumbing it down completely. So I'm like, I'm not gonna. <laughs> From what I've seen, is like they they kind of do have the offer sheet compensation correct. Okay. Because I remember seeing like what would happen if like Aho got offer sheeted. It would be like for whatever for like a certain amount it would be like two first and a second or it would be like three first and i was like i've definitely seen that in like in chell before so yeah they were talking marner possibly doing a four a four first rounder yeah like <laughs> that's like 10 plus mil and like yeah. you're like yep your next four first rounds are i don't know why would you do that as like no. a bottom feeding team it's like you're you could easily get like probably four top 10 picks that would oh, be yeah, definitely. Like way better than just one guy but i don't know if, if it was mcdavid i might do it anyway right. <laughs> <laughs> so i feel like that's what edmonton did like they, they sacrificed taylor hall and nail yakupov and i don't know they <laughs> you only got like two first rounders out of like their like four that they had like overall the first yeah, first overall picks. David, is it left? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's only yeah. in. Was it so Hall, yeah. Nuge, McDavid, and Yakupov? Yeah. Yeah, those are the last two standing. Jesus. I always forget about. I always forget about Nuge. Always forget about him. Yeah. Well, that's because he's behind Drysaddle now too. Yeah. So, uh, the other contract talk was uh, Drake Kajula. He said, talk. They asked him about his pending RFA status, and he said, "I grew up a Blackhawk fan." I would love to play here for the rest of my career. I I too. I would love him to mm-hmm. be a hawk forever. I love his style. Um it's unfortunate he's got that injury, he's injury prone. He's got uh, that Andrew Shaw style of play. And he's got that Andrew Shaw style of injury too. I feel like he's but I feel rough. like he's smarter. <laughs> Why is that just like is that just a feeling you have? No, like just kind oh, of seeing you, like you mean like um like demeanor wise? Yeah, like, like he doesn't he doesn't take like as bad penalties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, fuck, I don't know the right IQ. <laughs> yeah, it's just like <laughs> No, oh, like man. he's a smarter I think he's a smarter player. He he kind of knows when to pick his like, you know, moments to kind of like, you know, go step over a little bit and like push it a little bit where I feel like Shaw just kind of just without thinking just jumps in and does something really bad it'd be i mean if he's like super similar to shaw maybe we can uh end up trading him over to montreal for a couple second rounders and get another to it out of it but uh, (laughs) i'll be cool with just holding on to kajula as well yeah um so that with that though there's a couple player updates as well um crawford Stan Bowman came out and said that they're not ruling anything out that he could potentially join the team next week before, but even before that they head up to uh, Edmonton. That is going to be like the big, like, don't they have to still test negative like before tomorrow or on Thursday and Friday? I believe so. So, so that's like, I mean, that, that brings in the question too. Like the, what the hell does his unfit mean? 
Like, yeah. is he facing something with this? Is it like a like an, a nagging injury? Like, is it a family well, thing? I think what was it? Yeah, they said because when we've been watching like the scrimmages and stuff for like the Hawks, um, like Colleton had little like presser that said unfit is what they've been told to use from the CBA that they like agreed upon for this like circumstances and it's for either injuries or for like COVID positive you can't you can't you're not allowed to tell so so, okay so players are just unfit so you don't know if they're injured or if they're sick so so they took the very broad upper body lower body injury combined it and just made it even more broad yes awesome (laughs) cool but him yeah him coming or not going i mean that's really that's going to set the table a lot for for what this team could possibly do against edmonton um i know so mentioned before we're not we're going to break down playoff series next episode so um we might touch on a little bit this episode but we're not going to like go in full depth about that so we'll have a little bit of a better idea who's going to be on the squad too yeah once when they're actually in the bubble and everything because you know like we could do a we can break down the plane right now and say Crawford's not going to be there. And then next week, you don't know what he shows up. So there's, I mean, there's a huge list of guys that have got big question marks. Um, DeHaan will start skating again on Tuesday. He was out with a family emergency. Murphy starts skating again on Tuesday. He was listed as unfit to play before. Taze was out of skating yesterday. Taze, yeah. Taze left mid-practice Monday, missed yesterday. Tuesday, and I don't know if he skated. I couldn't see if he skated or not today on Wednesday. Mata was back on the ice with the main group. Uh, he was also listed as unfit. Then you're seeing reports. Some reporters are saying that Siebes doesn't look strong enough where he would be able to play in the playoffs. Like he's doing good in these practices, but it might not transition well to actual physical hockey. So he is a question mark. It's just there's – and who knows, maybe by Friday we find out somebody else on the team who's been practicing this entire time is sick or, you know, something like that. So yeah. it's like we really don't know. <laughs> Watch like it's like, all right, now Kane can't play, DeBrickett can't play, and we're like, well, okay. <laughs> or we find out that, like, McDavid's not able to play, and you're like, oh, fuck, okay. Now we have a, a even better chance at fucking winning, right. you know? yeah. So – it's very hard to kind of like rule about what is going to be happening in this playing round just yet. So that's why we're going to hold off on it. Um, yeah. And we're going to probably wait till after the exhibition game too. Yeah. Exhibition so we can game. kind of see how like the guys play, see who's where and how they look and kind of just break it down from there. And then let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> but with all that being said, um, I had a separate, like a group of friends, we were talking in a chat the other day and it kind of brought up a good like talking point, you know, we'll see what we can do um, for the show. So basically the argument was the Hawks need to win. No matter what, the Hawks need to win this series. It makes zero sense for them to lose. Where I was trying to play devil's advocate saying, oh, the Hawks need to lose. So I kind of, I text Sanders and said, you know what we should do? We should do like a pro and con kind of like why the Hawks need to win and then like pro and con why the Hawks need to lose. I think that there are cases to be made for both situation. Um, up front, I'm going to say, I hope they win. I want them to win every single yeah. year just because I kind of lean towards, you know what, if they lose, it's, it's not the end of the world. But I think that you got to be realistic in the situation. Um, but so first, which one do you want to start with? Um, pros. Just start with pros. Pros. Okay. So we'll start with pros for, 
why they need to win. Go for it. All right. So the first <laughs> so one. I haven't, I haven't even thought this out until you just told me about it. And I was like, all right, sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so the first pro that I have is you have Kane and Taves right now in their prime. Yes. You need to take any, adv- any shot that you have at, at a Stanley Cup with those guys while they are still at the top of their game. Absolutely. We've talked about this before on the show with like the way that Pittsburgh runs their team. They are maximizing every chance that they have every year with Sidney Crosby and Malkin in their lineup, Yeah, which is, could be sacrificed in the future, but they are maximizing those fucking chances at winning cups every single year. And it's like, kind of wish the Hawks would do that. So this would be one of those times where it'd be kind of pan out in a good way because <laughs> it wasn't looking too hot. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, another pro is the more you win, not saying winning the Stanley Cup, I'm just saying winning each round. Yeah. The more playoff experience you get for these younger guys in a, in a year that's as weird as this, it might not be regular NHL playoff, but you know what? They're still getting that, that high situation, you know, game on the line type of feel, and it's only going to make them better yeah. and down, when we have a, this team gets back to where it should be. Absolutely. It's the, like, this is the time, like, the, like, the players get, the young guys get a really good shot of, like, learning under Kane and Taves. And to get this now in, like, a playoff format is even more important than just those regular season games. Yeah. Especially if your future of your franchise is going to be, like, Boquist, he's going to learn under Keith, and, and it's going to be Doc, who's going to learn under Taves, and you want to bring it to learn under, like, Kane, or and you want them to be, like, the next core it's like you really need these kinds of games so that they can get all the experience from them as they can. So I think that's another, that's really good too. Plus if we can, if we can win, that's just even bigger for like Crawford, like, especially if he's a part of it, like it just even shows that he can still be doing that. And there's like so many people still doubting that he's a fucking good goalie. And it's just like, I, Nobody get, apparently watches the Hawks because he's, like, one of the only reasons that we've won any games this year. When he's healthy, man. Like, yeah, he was – I mean, he was good enough that we – they felt that they didn't need to keep Laner on. What was the um, – somebody tweeted at Lazarus when he was talking about Crawford and not being fit to play, and, like, somebody said, like, we got to be oh. done with Crawford and the whole Crawford experiment. Like, he's not good for the team. And, and then Lazarus was just like – Crawford, who might be the franchise's best goaltender of all time, the two-time Stanley Cup winning goalie. Like, you mean that guy, the Crawford experiment? (laughs) It's like, uh, yeah, I think we can still go with the Crawford experiment. He's pretty fucking good. It's like, oh, he's so fucking funny. That goes into another pro. Big documentary that was happening this, you know, this spring was The Last Dance. Yeah, right. I mean, this could be the last – this year could literally be the last hurrah for what was what's left of that original core. Could you're gonna, don't say that. I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> just don't fucking say that. Don't make I it mean, real. Realistically, realistically, it's not. It's not because Siebs isn't going anywhere. Unless Siebs gets Robodai Island or gets Hosud, yeah. he's still gonna be here. Uh, Crawford's the only one that's kind of up, and it's gonna be a new situation if he doesn't come back. But if you're going to win this year, why not? I mean, what better way to go out than winning with the original core, 
that's yeah. at least the core that's left. Yeah, absolutely. Get a fourth cup with these guys. Are you kidding yeah. me? And and even the I think the best thing about it too would be to start the new decade out with a cup as well, just like we did last decade. Yeah. And then then you get all the questions of like, oh, are the Hawks back? And then it's also like, oh, cool, the Hawks are in cap trouble again, just like last decade. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> well, jokes on you this time. We're in cap uh, cap problem way before winning a cup. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So do you I think mean, pros any- also pro like possible cup. <laughs> yeah, another cup. Uh, the tears of the rest of the NHL when the Hawks are doing absolutely amazing again, and because you know everybody loves when the Hawks are winning. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Any more- other pros? It's mainly just like getting the playoff experience for the young guys too, and then also like possibly getting the chance for the core to get another cup. I mean, whenever you get a chance to get a cup, like yeah, of course you want to win and get the cup. Like yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, cons. So, yeah. Cons I think the, of winning. <laughs> the cons of winning, I think, are the same as the pros of losing, almost. Yes. Or no, the cons of losing. No. What? Come on, don't do this to me now. (laughs) (laughs) The times was all over again. Um, Uh, No, cons of losing is... The cons of winning. Oh, cons of winning, yeah. Okay, so the cons of winning is... Okay, here's here's one con of winning. Yes. If Strom plays really well and we win and he's going to want way more money than if he plays shitty and we lose. That's one. Because that's like a Brian Bickle thing where if he shows up in the playoffs and does fucking unreal, and then Bowman's like, here's $12 million. No because, trade clause. Yeah, because you're absolutely the most amazing player for 24 games in the playoffs. And, like, then that's going to be bad. Like, so I con- also Bickle, fan, like, fucking love him, friend of the show, you know? He's been on yeah. <laughs> but and he also like not saying he didn't deserve that money, but he was a killer in the playoffs and he earned all his money during oh, that yeah, time. 100%. And that's a that's a situation that could happen again with anybody that has a contract coming up. Like what happens if fucking like I don't know, Carlton decides to pull a, a Quenville and he puts Slater Cuckoo on the power play right wing and he puts him on like the third line right wing or something and he has a fucking putting in like a hattie and it's like he just becomes next Dustin Bufflin and you're like, okay, well we can't pay you like clearly, yeah. or it's just who else? Kublik. Oh, Kublik yeah. can also just shatter fucking rookie records in the playoffs and then be like, okay, I want 7 million for fucking eight years. And it's like, it coops. We don't got that much money, bro. And he's like, okay, well trade me. <laughs> just well, yeah, like, and he, fuck. <laughs> and it's like kind of what that set of mind too is, how many of these guys that are in RFAs that were questionable to be getting a getting even getting a payday next year that just got completely screwed because the season got canceled. So they lost about a month or so of prove it time that they deserve to be still playing and get a contract. Now you're giving them this fire in the playoffs high situation. Yeah. That's a huge con of winning. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say kind of winning is it's just, if we beat Oilers, you're losing a chance at a very good draft pick. Yeah. At either the first overall, the Hawks are guaranteed either first overall, I believe eighth, or no, sorry, ninth and tenth. 
one of those three is what they'll get because it depends on what Montreal does too. Wait, no, because I thought the highest they could get was 10th. If well, that's if Montreal loses as well, yes. If Montreal loses, they so can get the 10th. highest they can get is ninth. If, if Montreal, Montreal wins. wins, yeah. Okay. So yes. this is a very this is a very solid draft this year. Yes. And if you win, so you are gonna win. Beat the Oilers. Okay. Goodbye. A decent top ten draft pick. Yeah. You now you're choosing. On, get your shit kicked in by whoever you end up facing because you know what? I well, love. This. Yeah. I don't, I don't think this team is built right now to compete with the Vegas, to compete with Colorado, to compete with St. Louis. Maybe they can go through Dallas. Yeah, but what you got to think about too, like I don't, really, I've never really thought about this either. Let's say they lose their chance at a top ten pick. Yeah, their pick if they lose in the first round literally drops to like fourteen or fifteen. But I mean that could be. I mean it's not. It doesn't seem like it big, but it could end up being a big. Well, with a deep draft, you're not losing your first right, round yeah. pick. It's it's the difference between losing your your first round pick that could be a tenth and just moving it to the fifteenth is. That's not. I wouldn't bad. say like that bad, but your chance of losing the first overall pick and, and potentially have it being the fifteenth is like massive. Yeah. Like that's a huge difference, especially but when there is there's a no guy, guaranteeing of winning. Yeah, the first. when there's the guy that there's a franchise player being compared to Crosby and Taves, like a mixture yeah. of both of those guys, like oh, get like so, a, a semi right now, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, another kind of lose or winning anything. Also, Crawford, if he ends up playing and. Like, if we do really well with him and that, he'd also probably want close to six mil again. And that wouldn't happen. But he'd probably just get paid somewhere else. Oh, yeah, he would be fine. Yes, but the con is that we have to figure out who your fucking goal is next year. Another, yeah, and then the other thing, too, is if we end up winning and we don't have Crawford, but we do it with, like, Subban, and Subban shows up and shows that he can be a goalie that we can re- rely on for the next few years, then he's going to want to get paid. But, I mean, he's making less than a mil. But that's the other thing, too. It's like, where is all the money going to go? Right. <laughs> yeah. Especially, um, Jesus. Where does it go? Where does it go? <laughs> We'd have to make the trade somewhere, somehow. Oh, yeah. Like, or a buyout. I don't know. Like, oof. oof. Are they doing compliance buyouts? Did they ever say that? I don't think so. Not that I know of. God, it would have been so nice to just buyout seeds and mod million big fucking oof right now just <laughs> where the money at though <laughs> do you think Stan Bowman just play just does he do you think he does what I do in like NHL 20 and you just do franchise mode and then once you run out of money and you can't re-sign your players you just quit and just do a new <laughs> franchise mode, and you're like, back to having all the money in the world. Here we go, baby. <laughs> no, I think he played it, and then when he was to try to give Slater Cuckoo a seven-year, $7 million with a full no-trade clause and realized they can't give no-trade clause in NHL, he quit playing. He threw his controller out. This out isn't right. Window. This isn't real. <laughs> God. Jesus. <laughs> oh, I like how Cat Friendly's got the countdown. Oh, do they? Yeah, nine days, 18 hours, five minutes, and 35 seconds. Let's go. Oh, baby. Um, yeah, any more So, any more cons on winning, you think? Cons on winning. Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. So, Is there anything? I don't know. Cons or pros on losing. 
kind of touched on already. Oh, you know what? I was going to say, oh. you know what's a pro on winning? What's that? <laughs> um, you can possibly, if we can't re-sign some guys, we could possibly have the chance at signing bigger names again for cheap. Just like how we did with Brad Richards when he got bought out. We got him for a million because he wanted to go to a team that, that wins. And if we show that we win still and we win again, if we can't sign some of these guys, like if we can't get Strom and we end up trading them and like having a little bit of cap space, we can get some sort of veteran that can pop right in and on like a cheap deal. Somebody that's already made a bunch of money, but like wants to be on a team that can win. And on the other side of that, we could possibly flip some of these guys. Yeah. That's the other thing too. Yeah. Yeah. Because just like almost (laughs) just to bring him another pass Hawk, you flip a guy like how you did Dave Bowen. Like, Bowen had just won a cup, and he was – he has the Stanley Cup pedigree, and and then they got, like, what, a second and a third from Toronto for him? Yep. And it's like, okay, and then that's how you free up some cash space there, too. Like, you you show these other teams, it's like, yeah, check out these guys, how they play in the playoffs. Guess what your team could do if they play in the playoffs with this guy? Yeah. Exactly <laughs> what he just did. <laughs> it's like, hell yeah, bro. <laughs> oh, man. You get Seeves in the playoffs. You get him to play his sick, absolutely constant material, and then just dangle him like a set of keys in front of, like, Otto or something. <laughs> it's like, hey, cap space buddies. Yeah. You want to <laughs> take this Con Smythe winner right here? <laughs> That'd be fucking great. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. so there you go. There's another pro. <laughs> pro to winning. Yeah. yeah. Um, Con to losing. No, pro not to being able to do any of that. Yeah. Con, yeah. <laughs> All right. Pro pro to losing. We talked about it. 12 point. Yeah. 12, 12.5%. <laughs> the, the odds that we have at drafting first overall, which another pro into that is you get a guy that I believe is NHL ready. He can step into this team right away. He will have a rookie contract, which will be under a million dollars. And yeah, even with signing bonuses, it like, won't be like more than like three mil. So you kind of solve a little bit of your cap issue there because you're bringing a guy that can step in and do a job and you don't have to overpay for somebody to come in and fill one of those, one of those spots. Boom. That's a pro. Yes. And by the time he needs a contract after his rookie deal, the you have all of your contracts besides seeds off the books and the cap should be going up at that point as well yes and hopefully the cap would be going up at that point so that's a pro to losing um what's all what else is a pro to losing it's the opposite of the con to winning you have players like strom and kubalik and cuckoo and crawford that if they play terribly guess what they can't ask for as much money as they would if they did amazing. <laughs> you're going to have, you're going to have a lot of guys signing, uh, prove it deals. Well, here, it, yeah. Yeah. Here's a $2 million deal. Show me what you can do. I, I don't see anybody signing like a super long-term deal with the amount of cap space that we're going to end up having. I will be shocked if anybody signs long-term deals in the entire league right now. Oh, true. Yeah. Cause of the flat cap. I bet you're going to see a bunch of three, Maybe four-year deals. Fucking seven million, like seven point three million is how much we have in cap space for next year, just right now. That's not good. Yeah. How many, and how many guys do we have to sign? Uh, Kajula, uh, Kubalik, Strom, 
<laughs> cuckoo and a goalie and a backup goalie. <laughs> seven and a almost seven point four million. There you, yeah. Um that's not <laughs> gonna roll a Colin Delia and Kevin Lincoln in and goal next year. It's less than two million in, in the net. Just gonna slide seven mil into the Kubelik's pocket and just be like, "Don't tell anybody." <laughs> hey, Kubelik, this is what we're gonna announce to the public. But you, you really? Here's what you're getting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anybody. Um, man, they got some shit that they gotta do. But that's a yeah, pro to losing. Guys won't. <laughs> hopefully be able to ask for as much as they would. Yeah, the only yeah, the only player that's going to be able to ask for anything is Kubelik. Immediate con to losing, though. If they don't play well and they don't win, Bowman's just going to be like, they're not winners. Get them out of here like Panarin, and then they're going to go end up being a hard trophy finalist somewhere else. And just like, fuck. <laughs> to reply to that, pros to losing, they might finally get rid of Bowman. Oh, Oh. Oh. oh! All right, now we're like all over the place. <laughs> but I mean, look at—you got a new team president coming. They're going to be hiring a new team president who is going to want his hand, depending if it's a hockey ops guy or what. He's going to want his hand on the team. Going to bring in his own general manager to kind of clean up everything. Oof! Oh, and Christmas would come so early for me. Uh, yeah. You know what's not going away? Cap problems. Fuck. <laughs> That's yeah. Um, <laughs> any other pros to losing? Obviously, the draft pick. We got that. I don't know. I just think long term, it's gonna make more sense. You're gonna get. I think by losing, you're like we said, yeah. you're gonna fall in that top ten pick. You're gonna get somebody potentially that can step in right away. Um, that so that's a player that you can count on that's cheaper than bringing in somebody from the outside. You still get some playoff experience with the guys. Yeah, sure, it's, you're not winning, and it's a weird situation because it's only a best of five series. But they're still getting that experience and kind of see how to handle themselves. Yeah. Cons to losing. You said that you know. Or no, and one more pro, like you said, is that you have kind of the leverage when it comes to re-signing these guys that they yeah. can't really – You have a little bit more leverage than than they do, than if they were to play well. Um, I, I mean, yeah, when you're thinking long-term, it's better to lose. But when you're thinking now, you want to win with Kane and Taves. You oh, know? yeah, 100%. And, like, that's where it's, like, hard because it's like, okay, we can lose. It'd be better in the future, but we're also wasting the careers of Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. But it's like, is it really a career wasted when you already had three cups? But right. yes, but it is because it, you could right, clearly yeah. win more. <laughs> but also, it, one year, Kane's been getting better and better, number wise. Yeah, so Kane's probably going to get more than 10.5 by the time his contract is up. So, I mean, you can say you're, you're getting that McDavid bunny. And here's another thing: pros are losing. Everybody's like, oh, well, if you if you lose now, you're you know you're wasting you know Kane and Taze of their prime. Well, if we play the season out, we probably wouldn't even be in the playoffs in the situation, anyways. Mm, yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, they were fighting for a playoff spot, but there's a good chance that they wouldn't even be in the playoff. The only reason they're in now is because they expanded to 24. Yeah. So it's that's kind of hard, like hard sell, right? Or not hard sell. That's just kind of like a devil's advocate right there. Yeah. Um, Cons to losing. 
It's a con to losing. I'll tell you what it is. Getting first overall. <laughs> it's a con because if you pick up Lafreniere, guess what happens? Cap troubles. Cap troubles. Ex- extraordinary cap troubles. Because, like I said, if you get if you get Lafreniere, his deal ends the same time as Kane and Taves and Keith. But the year before that, you're gonna have uh, Doc's uh, deal is gonna be up, so he's gonna get a larger deal. Hopefully, we have Kubli still, still, and he more than likely um, either gets a two, two-year, three-year deal. So that deal is gonna get it a little bit bigger too. If we still have Strom, it's probably only a two to three-year deal. That deal is gonna end up being bigger as well. Um, to break it, his deal will be up, and that's a six point six point four. He'll still be a RFA, and his deal can't be less than six point four. So that's gonna be a thing, and it's and then. And then you would have Lafreniere's deal being up. And it's just like, okay, how many players are we allowed to pay nine to $12 million in a year <laughs> and not have any defense still? Because actually, guess who else would be up? Boquist would be up. Like, um, Mitchell would be up. <laughs> I don't know, Bowden would be up. Uh, we would still have Seabrook's deal on the fucking bucks too. How the hell does Bowman still have a fucking job? Dude, four, <laughs> like, I guess it's not Evan really Barrett, four years Evan from Barrett now, but it's four seasons up. from now. We are going to have so much cap troubles if we still have everyone that we currently have. You want to look at it that way, though, but you also say, hey, look at all those guys coming off the boats. We got a lot to work with there. <laughs> got a lot of money to move around here. <laughs> Oh man! That's why you know. just keep you just keep using our awesome scouts in Europe, yeah, signing right. these guys one-year deals for like eight hundred or nine hundred twenty-five thousand, and just recycle them, trade them off, you know, Panarin style. Bring them up, build them up, move them. Yeah, bring them in, just, build them up, move them. So it's gonna happen when you just trade for other assets, possibly. Like you tell Kubelik, we're like, hey bud, I don't know if you know this, but we uh, just signed somebody that is basically you, <laughs> but. He's going to be a lot cheaper, so you want to <laughs> see, like, we can get this guy to come in and put in 30 goals this upcoming season if you don't want to. Like, like fuck oh, me. Man. I don't know. It's just, like, shitty. It's gonna, <laughs> It's great to have cap troubles, you know, because that means you have really good players. Typically, that's what it means. So, that's a con to losing. Even more cap troubles <laughs> than winning? Like, I don't fucking know. I think it's just adding the Lafreniere deal, which would probably be another like ten plus million dollar deal onto the books. Dude, like that's probably gonna be, at, that, at that point, it's gonna probably be like a fifteen year or fifteen plus. The way these contracts are going up, no, but they can't though because of the flat cap. Like the, the contracts are going up because the cap was going up, and well, it's like project- sure, like it's still the same kind of percentage of the cap. Yeah, but four years they're saying it can go up. So I mean, yeah, so it could still, yeah, and then. I mean, look at look at Mitch Marner and Matthews and all that kind of stuff. Like those are yeah huge. Right, you have Tavares, Marner, and Matthews making three of the highest paid contracts in the NHL they out of the top the, five, and they play they, on the same team. They played on the same line the other day in a scrimmage, and who was the it? thirty Tyson, plus million dollar line. Tyson Berry's like it's a fucking all star line. <laughs> like yeah. that's what you see when you go to the all star game. You don't see that at, like in a regular game. 
Oh my god. Um, I mean, we used to see it all the time when it was yeah. Kane Taves, Hosa, Seabrook, Keith, and Crawford. It was just a whole all-star starting lineup. Cons yep. <laughs> uh, losing. Yes. We have to hear all the bullshit again about the Hawks being washed up and over and yeah. the butt of the joke for the rest of the league. Yeah, whatever, man. I mean, we could be the fucking butt of the joke for the rest of the league, like, for this short term. Like, I don't see how it, this can last, like, super long. Like, we have so many good defensemen in our, in our fucking prospect pool that if any of them hit, it's going to be sick. Like, we already know Boquist is going to be nasty. It's, it's all just waiting on, like, Keith and Steve's contract to kind of come off the books because we're kind of yeah. just – that's two spots that we're kind of handcuffed to that we can't really do much with. It's yeah. like once one of those comes off the books, boom, it's like the floodgates can open for, for the prospects to come up. What kind of, like, issues would we run into if, like, Seabrook retired? Because he's not on the old CBA – with the recapture penalty, like Keith would be, where he has like a crazy, like front loaded contract where he, he signed like a 12 year deal. I don't know if there would be a penalty. Did he sign it before he was, he signed it before he was 35, right? Who? Seebs. Seebs? Yeah. So I think the only way there's a penalty is if you sign a, a 35 plus contract. Is it really? I don't quote me on that. I, okay. I, know, I know, yeah. I know I, that there's probably a, there would be a penalty on Keith if he were to retire before his contracts up yeah. because it's one of those like long stupid contracts. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Retirement cap hit. Let's see if there's anything. Because if if Keith ended up just like falling apart in these last like three years of his deal, he's one that could be put on LTIR. And then that frees up a spot and five and a half million. Uh, and then, if a player retires, any remaining signing bonuses is are no longer payable. Although the con, although if the contract took effect after the player turned thirty five, the full cap hit of the contract will still be charged to the team. Oh, okay. So Seabrook could retire. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You know, you just. That's what happens, you know. You just get demoralized after getting some uh, some surgery, and then think that you're gonna get a step back, and you don't. And then you're like, I, you know, I just gotta quit. Just gotta call it quits. Yeah. So. And then, I, and then he can jump behind the bench, and you know, just coach. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Just yeah. just cap cap issues. I don't see anything other than like penalties. Yeah. Now everybody's like. I'm like, no, I'm like on a Reddit thread about it. And they're just like, they don't retire. They just claim injuries, cough, pronger, cough, hosa. Fuck off. Oh, for the, the like stupid long contracts? Yeah. That's all right. All right. All right. Well, anyway. So after doing this little exercise, I'm still torn on what I would rather have happen. <laughs> I just, yeah, man. I just want it. I honestly don't care. I, I want them to win. I also want to win first overall. I feel like and I just I just want the team to do well. <laughs> I feel like the heart wants them to win, but the brain says lose. Mm. And the penis says yes, hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 
Oh my god. Um, yeah. Any? Yeah. Really? Anything else, Hawks? That's about it. Yeah. I was seeing on the scrimmage that they were talking about. Oh, you know the other thing too. Um, The commentators. Oh yeah. They're not going to be in the bubble, so they're going to be commentating from video screens, and it's going to be like Olchek's going to be what in Connecticut or something. He's going to be Connecticut. And Foley's going to be in Chicago. He's going to be at the United Center by himself. (laughs) <laughs> and the games are gonna be in Edmonton and I was seeing it when I was watching their scrimmage they were talking about how it's gonna be so difficult because you're not watching the game like you would normally watch the game and then commentate from there like you're watching the video feed so at any point when like a player is not in in the video like they can go and change and then all of a sudden like you have no ideas on the ice and then there's the one the one simple example that they brought up was like let's say they dump the puck down and it ricochets off something weird and goes in the net and the, the camera's not quick enough to go across like and follow it and it's in the net and then you just see everybody just kind of standing there and you're like what the fuck happened yeah <laughs> and, and it's like oh i guess the puck went in the net okay so they scored great <laughs> like sounds good i don't know why they wouldn't why they wouldn't have them in the bubble with them i i don't know like is it just, trying is to it minimize... just a playing around or is it I don't know. Like, if they do that through the cup, oh, my God. I feel like they won't, but can you imagine, though? Because if you're – if you would be, like, a commentator for the games and you're in the bubble, how many commentators do you get? Because, like, are you going to have just, like, two do every single game of the day? <laughs> oh, I think you would have to have probably, what, three sets maybe? I would say probably at least two sets in each bubble, so you can do like alternate like, games. Yeah, like one set does the like like the morning. Every one other set game. does the noon. One set does the afternoon, and then like the one they set s- does the evening, and you just like yeah. pop, 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 swap, like switch it off. So you, but I don't know. I think this is more a reason for the NHL to just offer a pay version where you can just get the mics on the ice and you hear the fucking oh. players chirping and. Yep. None of this five-second delay bullshit that they're doing. I think that w- the only issue with that is just you don't want the players to, like, say anything that you really regret in the year 2020, <laughs> you know, if it's being heard, like, out loud. You set it up on a – you know, you, you pay for it. There's no way to send it out what was said. And if somebody does say it, it's like, hey, there's no proof. You got You've no just signed, like, an NDA. <laughs> <laughs> I will not share this audio with anybody. I will not share this audio. This audio is only for me and those in my household. It's just you have like, to take, yeah, like you got like, you got to like take a test or something to prove that you're not a dick that's going to share this shit. Like, it's like, like how everybody you, jokes. You sued your, your ass fucking suit off for it. Like, and then that's how the CBA or that's how the cap goes up is because somebody like broke the NDA yeah. and like got sued so hard. <laughs> like, they, like cap goes up to 85, 89 million or some shit. So here, let me ask you this. Who would have to pay more on that kind of lawsuit? Do you think it would be the person that shares this stuff? Or is it going to be somebody in like a situation like NBC versus JR where they're being sued? It would be the person that shared it. <laughs> you don't think, you don't think NBC? I don't know, man. <laughs> all right well here i know exactly what you're getting to <laughs> yeah yeah so don't ask me friday, i don't know legal shit <laughs> friday was the most mind-blowing like i looked at my phone 
I'm like, this is doesn't matter. like, why am I getting like notifications from the onion on like, yeah. on the NHL app or like NBC app? Like, I'm like, what is going on? JR. Like, yeah, that's hilarious. Jeremy Roenick is suing NBC for wrongful termination saying that he was fired because they are anti-straight and that because he's a white male who supports Trump, they, it was an easy decision from the fire. him. What? Straight discrimination. <laughs> what is going on right now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, 2020, this is what 2020 has hit. But the thing is, <laughs> he almost has a point. <laughs> it I is know, so weird <laughs> because what was it? Um, it's like a figure skater, um, like a, a male figure skater who's gay, like made comments. I can't think of his first name, but his last name's Weir. Yeah, and he had made comments on air that were like kind of like like harassment, and Jr. was told like it's okay, he's gay, he can say whatever he wants, <laughs> and then Jr. is just like, oh cool, like we can say whatever we want. <laughs> Then he goes on another podcast and talks about having threesomes with Patrick Sharp and Catherine no, it was having Tappen. A, it was having a threesome with Catherine Tappen and his wife. And then if Patrick Sharp came up and asked you if you wanted to, you and he's like, you're not going to not consider, like, stop for a second, consider it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, like, I, I mean, when you. Like that's the like the reason like a lot of the guys like it's it's on spit and chicklets and it's the reason a lot of the guys that are in the show still like in the NHL don't go on there and tell stories. It's tough to get. Yeah, I mean it's hard you, to get. You don't incriminate play. yourself when you're hired by like when you're on like national TV or hired by like a fucking a team. If you have a contract, you don't want to show that you're a piece of shit. <laughs> and it's just like oh god. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. I can't, I can't I, believe it. I it's, just, it's a total 100% JR move. Like, I think only Jimmy Ronick is the only person that could get away with Paul, like, like even doing this. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> his, his lawyer told the New York Post that a person's career should not be thrown away by a company as Mr. Ronick's career was with NBC. We were confident the evidence. That will be brought to light from this also reveal the rampant disregard of Mr. Ronick's rights, stating a great he is a greatly affected victim of double standards. Mm. Saying his firing caused him to lose uh, lucrative contracts, including Kraft Hockey Bill, and his public appearance, all of his public appearance were canceled. Mm. So I think that's kind of like what I was saying yesterday in our group chat when I was like, he can go from for lost for affecting his career kind of yeah. thing too. Um, I mean, he's, he, I don't know. He said, he said shit that like you don't, you shouldn't say, like <laughs> you just don't say it. Like he was saying, he was basically doing locker room talk. Yeah. As recorded. <laughs> just like, yeah, that's kind of that's shit. You don't really just let everybody in the world know that's I what you're still, thinking like, you know still listening to that because i mean i remember listening to that before he got far he got in trouble for it i remember listening to me like "Ooh, i wonder if anything's gonna happen from this but yeah, then when it, but then when it did happen i was kind of like 
I get it, but it also wasn't as bad as I think they were they were trying to make it out to be. I thought he because he was suspended originally. Yeah. I thought he was gonna be suspended, and then he was gonna come back maybe around playoff time. I yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's uh what a wild and crazy world JR is living in. Bold strategy. <laughs> yeah, right. I, honestly, we'll see what happens because like I it's not like I looked at it and read a little bit about it and was like fucking ridiculous no fucking way i like read about it and i was like i don't know maybe <laughs> like there is <laughs> i don't know maybe like, yeah there was enough to be like oh shit he he might have a point like ah uh, shit like what a it's like, a, like he's got a point it's a douchey point it's still a point like fuck man it's like, like he he need he's got to go all in like if he doesn't win this i don't know what he does because i don't think either way he's getting a major job from any network i'm telling ever. you right now he's got to do this for all the straight white males out there because <laughs> we need a win <laughs> and that, oh, jesus God. I'm going to cut that and make it sound so bad. Don't. <laughs> I was just kidding. I'm just kidding. JR, oh, God. Yeah. But, yeah, he – if he like, he, he's almost in, like, in a lose-lose situation here. Even if he wins, he loses because I don't think any network will take a shot yeah. with him. I think he might be able to get a job with one of his former teams. But you look at his – yeah, Philly might be the only one, honestly. <laughs> he'll fucking he'll be gritty. I don't know. Like <laughs> Gritty punched a goddamn kid in the head and got I know it was in it. the back. It was in the back. I thought it was in the back of the head. Oh, now it's in the back of the head. Oh, I thought it was in the back, but it was in also, the back. Okay. I it didn't happen. A <laughs> <laughs> um, kid, you know, the kid doesn't know anything. Yeah, so that's JR. <laughs> J fucking R. I Still wish. love you, man. Come on our show. We'll let you say whatever you want, and we won't even air it. We just want to talk with you. Oh, yeah. I'll just talk to JR. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Just pick his brain a little bit. So some other non-bubble uh, playing, all that stuff. The Islanders sold the naming rights to their arena today. They finally get a place to play, so they have to – they finally get to do the whole process of, you know, what they're going to call their, their arena – UBS Arena will be the name of the arena. It's a bank I found out. It's Upper Bowel Syndrome. <laughs> That's my best joke. Nailed it. Is that a Crohn's <laughs> coming at me, Crohn's joke there? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a bank that is the largest naming rights deal for a standalone NHL arena. It's going to pay 35 or $350 million over the next 20 years. Good for the Islanders. I mean, they need a win. I mean, the arena looks sick. Yeah. From the artist renderings and all that. I mean, that's going to be an awesome place, I think. Yeah, when is it going to be ready? Like two years from now? I think two years. Which, again, where the fuck is Seattle? What, are you, what is your team name? I don't yeah, know. Every right. time I think about like, like I was just thinking about, like, the new stadium name. So, I was like, Seattle already has a name. And then, it's like, when is it going to start? Oh, yes. Seattle will be in the league. See, what the fuck is Seattle's team name? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody fucking tell me. But yeah, that's pretty sweet, though. I mean, it's kind of weird that, like, the Islanders have been bouncing around for the last, like, two seasons. Apparently, they don't know where they're going to play next year. 
they're not they're not playing at Barclay next year and supposedly the Coliseum is getting some repairs done to it that they're they're not sure because of the pandemic if it's going to be done in time yeah man dude this pandemic's really shitty I had a couch that's <laughs> supposed to be like made and it was supposed to be here like a month ago and I still have no idea when it's coming so I know that feeling Islanders <laughs> it's fucking stupid um yeah where would they i don't know fucking get a practice rank for the islanders who cares are they gonna, are they gonna play out of uh the garden oh no that's <laughs> <laughs> i mean if they <laughs> they would just be like yeah you can play out of the garden but you have to give us barzell <laughs> yeah okay oh god barzell <laughs> with panarin oh yeah <laughs> oh. I don't know. Mika, Mika and Panarin is pretty fucking nasty, dude. God. And they released a video, too. I'm just completely off topic. But they were like the Rangers released a video, or if it was the NHL, but it was like it was just Panarin and, and Zibanejad. It's like, remember when like Panarin and Zibanejad take over games? And it's just like them just going back and forth, like scoring. And you're like, oh, fuck, it's so nice. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I can't wait. And, like, that's the other cool thing. What is it? Next, when the, when the games start, Hawks play the first game and the Rangers play the second game. So you get a little Caner. Caner to start your morning out. And a little Panarin right after. All all those games, too. We can switch over that real quick. All oh, those true. games are going to be on NBC. On the like, NBC family. Yeah, there's one game on USA. Guess what it is? <laughs> Arizona, Nashville. <laughs> yeah. No respect for two-time Stanley Cup champion Phil Kessel. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> they, he's finally on USA. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Oh, uh, why did you feel <laughs> like that, man? That's fucking great. So, yeah. But, yeah, they were saying – so, it's, like, literally starts at 9.30 on Saturday or something. Like, one day starts so early, goes all the way to, like, 10 o'clock at night, like the game starts times. Oh, oh my yeah. God. So much hockey that Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday, sorry. Um, even during the week, I'm very upset that I, oh, I might be able to throw it on TV at work. Ooh. I gotta just get so much beer. And just because not move for two days. Oh, no, two days. No, weeks. Sorry. Yeah. Weeks. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be like that up until the 10th. Like, yeah. that's when these qualifying rounds are done. Is that The ninth is the last day of the qualifying round. And then we get the draft round two. Oh, baby. Jeepus. Oh, the Blackhawks are going to win the first overall pick. Oh, yeah, that's, oh. Yep, that's true. <laughs> yep. So they also announced the COVID testing um, that has been going on since phase three started. They tested uh, 2,618 players, and only two positives came up. So, I mean, that's awesome. Two thousand what? How many? No, no tests, not players. No, two thousand. Yeah, sorry, tests. Did I say players? Yeah, you said players. I was oh like, shit! Mm, no. That's that's way too many players. Tests, tests, <laughs> They're testing two. players overseas. It was, only, it was like eight hundred players in the A, yeah. like in this ECHL. I think they said it was like, CHL players. It was like almost eight hundred players. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's keeping low. Let me say, as long as they don't do anything stupid, and they get to their to their bubble cities, everything should be a go. Yeah, I can I can imagine that. Every team right now, while they're doing their team practices and scrimmages, like the coaches are hammering at home, like don't fucking do anything stupid. Like, don't be dumb. Be it's smart. 
they they've they're already past the opt or the opt out time. So like anybody that's not able to go, like they just don't get paid, right? I believe so. Yeah. So it's like, yo, if you want to get paid, don't do anything stupid. I think. Do you think the? I was gonna say, do you think the players are getting sick of this whole like being asked like when their list is unfit? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Voracek is. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Voracek missed practice the other day, and when the media was asking about it, he goes, why are you asking? You guys panic so much. Holy fuck. Got inclusive an inconclusive test. I'm fine. Yeah, like, he's, like, he's like, I'm not dead. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, Voracek. I love Voracek. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's, like that, he's like that Euro guy that just doesn't give a shit. Like, he will tell you how it is. Yeah. Be cool. Um, yeah, and then we'll another check. <laughs> one thing too that everybody was looking forward to for this bubble kind of thing, relaxed setting is that the dress code is kind of out the window. They can be more relaxed and all that kind of stuff. They can show their own personal style. Which the NHL, like, it blows my mind. The NHL doesn't allow that now. Like, I get this. Yeah. I get suits. I think suits look awesome. Like, it looks really, it looks really nice when you know everybody's got the suits. But at the same time, it's like, let them be there. Like. These are kids, essentially kids, going in these yeah. games. Let them be kids. Let them have fun. Like show it's them. Literally, like NBA players are allowed to wear, wear whatever they want. There's so many NBA players that wear hockey jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, dude. Like those jerseys are sick. <laughs> NFL players come in costumes every week. Like they do a costume, like making fun of whatever oh, team they're playing. When when Madden was the the manager of the Cubs, they would go and like fucking wear pajamas. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> they had like the, the themed road trips. Yeah, like, like one year, they, one year Lester like, loose with the team and shit, and like you know, like Lester bought geez. like cowboy hats and cowboy boots for everybody. Like yeah. one year, like like that's so much fun. But then you have teams like the Minnesota Wild, who fucking sucks, that are <laughs> buying polos for the team or the players and they so that to, they can look like a team yeah who like you're going to a bubble nobody's around like yeah. you're not like you're going to be seen with like and like you're going to the united center with twenty thousand plus people kind of thing even then it's like nobody's i don't think you. i don't think there's a camera crew that's going to be hanging out waiting to watch the players come in it's like three three different team issued wild logo <laughs> collared shirts that are white gray green and black with pants yeah, I hope that, like, the other players in the hotel, if they see the wild players, like, walking to their game and they have their polos, just go up and be like, oh, dude, you play for the wild? Sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what team do you play for? Oh, wild. Nice, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> there was one team. I can't find who it was, but they're going to be wearing, like, um, like track suits. Uh, Vancouver? Yeah, Vancouver. Oh, uh, yeah. Dude, it's – I mean, it's so it's... dumb. Like like we were like I was kind of saying before with like the NBA players is like that's one of the things that's like that that like gets those players more hyped like yeah. by, by fans it's like their actual style and like it's hard for the NHL to market players one everybody's wearing a helmet and two they don't let anybody fucking be like a personable kind of person like they don't show any personality like at all they don't let them do that and like, like this is another one of those things. Look what happened with like PK Subban and William Nylander. They've been wearing those like crazy like suits, yeah. and like people are like, "Oh my god, look at these guys!" Like, can you imagine like if you let them free range to what they look like? Like, yeah, I know it's old school. It's the old school mentality and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? It's it's time to change. It's time to let these guys. Yeah, be like these old school guys that are like, "Oh, we need like." 
we don't have as much money. We're not as popular. It's like, yeah, you got to grow the game. Yeah, that sounds good. How do we do that? Oh, you just got to change some of these things. They're like, no. Okay. It's like. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Lou. Uh, Lou that, and, Lou. that Lou Lamorella mentality. Yeah. Like, there's no, as long as he's like. No long hair. <laughs> yeah, no long hair. No, no facial, facial hair. hair. Numbers less than 50. That is so stupid. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I don't get it. Which I don't understand. I mean, I don't know why I think it's so stupid because my number is under 50, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, but you're not like, it's not like you were forced. It's <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, so let's, uh, we'll wrap things up here with the rest of the uh, NHL awards. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Nominations uh, were announced after we recorded. Um, so, Tanner, you, uh, you got the list, so you, uh, you take yeah, it away. Which one would you like to do first? Let's start with. The Selkie sounds yeah. good. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Selkie uh, is going to be Sean Couturier, Ryan O'Reilly, and fucking guess who? Patrice Bergeron, who's just honestly always up for the award. He, that is his record ninth time being nominated for that. Isn't it like a – is he tied for like um, like most nominations in a row? For a trophy, I thought I saw that somewhere. It might be, yeah, I know he's had the, he's been nominated for that the most. He might be tied for like the most consecutive as well. I, it's it's not just like the Selkie Trophy; it's just a, a trophy oh, in general. A trophy. Yeah, yeah, I think it was somebody else who was like nominated for like the Norris, and I can't remember for the life of me right now. Lindstrom. Um, uh, I don't know, dude. I hate. I fucking hate that he's on Boston. Like, yeah. I absolutely hate his Like he's he's so fucking good. He's kind of up there with like the Datsuk. Like I love Datsuk, but I could not. I still love Datsuk. I know I could not. Like I've always wanted a Datsuk jersey, but I could never buy a Detroit Red Wing jersey. Yeah, it's well. The, the difference between them is like I hate Detroit because it it's like Detroit's a rival. Yeah, Boston's not a rival. I just fucking hate Boston because I hate the players on their team. This is true. It's like yeah, it's a more hate. <laughs> That is fair. Yeah. So, oh, oh, yeah. I just saw the one thing where Vancouver is the one that's wearing tracksuits. That's for sure. Um, eh, I don't think I'm going to find it anywhere. All right. But who uh, do you think is going to win? Probably him. Do you think Patrice Bertrand's going to win? Yeah. Who won it last year? Do you know? Uh, it was O'Reilly. Yeah. It was O'Reilly, and then it was Kopitar, then it was Bergeron. Uh, yeah, he hasn't won anything in a while. He'll probably get it. You think so? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I didn't really read into it too much, but I know Katuri is like usually being hyped pretty hype, like pretty well right now of being like a, a really good two way center. Yeah, he is so good. So maybe we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. That, that's a tough one. Um, let's get the irrelevant one out of the way. Oh, Norris Trophy? <laughs> sure, dude. So, for the Norris Trophy. Uh, That's actually yeah. a very fair statement right there because of what this award has become. So, yeah, good call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, best defenseman, a.k.a. best offensive defenseman trophy. Uh, John Carlson, Victor Hedman, and Roman Yossi. Uh, it should be Victor Hedman, but it's going to be Carlson. You, why do you think it should be Hedman? Because I, I think Hedman is hands down the best defensive defenseman out of those three. 
Oh, just I think yeah, he's the best like all like complete all, defenseman. Yeah, out of the three of them, I think Yossi's also like oh Yossi's super moving fucking up. Yeah. unreal. He's so goddamn good. Um, but yeah, Carlson's gonna win it. He had seventy five points. Yeah, and it was Carlson was seventy five, Yossi was sixty five, and Hedman with fifty five. Which I thought was kind of funny how they were all like ten points, ten point increments apart. They're saying Yossi or Carlson was gonna win it back in fucking December. Well, it's because like, he was leading the league in points. I know. Like, it's – He fucking – he had, like, 32 points in, like, 27 games. And it was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, every time they were on the power play, Carlson would just be like, okay, power play quarterback. And then he would just, like, choop, dish it to somebody, they would score. And it, it was just like, what the fuck is going on? He has, like, 27 assists in 27 games. It was crazy. Uh, but, yeah, he's going to probably win it. The Nashville Post. The time is now for Roman Yossi to win a Norris Trophy. Yeah, so they can put up another fucking banner. <laughs> did you see if they did virtual banners? For what? For a NHL like twenty season thing. What? They, Nashville put up like virtual banners. Like they did a picture of like them putting up banners like Chell Chell Stanley Cup Chell like. Oh my god! I gotta see if I found this. Keep Nashville, talking. I'm gonna see. Stop being so fucking embarrassing! <laughs> like, god damn it, man. <laughs> Nashville, it's just here's it's the meme of uh, Nashville picks up a four leaf clover and goes, "Ooh, four leaf clover! Yeah, make a wish!" And you just go, "Wish you weren't so fucking awkward, awkward bud. bud." Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I just. I want to hate them because they're like our division rivals, but I just can't. I just hate them because they fucking are terrible. Like they're PR team. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yo, get like Dallas is the team that's like their PR team is sick, killing yeah. it. Yeah, like, <laughs> and then you just get to hate Dallas because like I don't know they're in our division, and Antoine Roussel tried to make it a thing for the longest time. <laughs> just, I don't know. But either way, yeah, Carlson's going to end up winning that bad boy. Yeah. Uh, so there's two left, and I'll just do the better one. So the Vezina Trophy finalists are Connor Hellebuck, Tuka Rask, and Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, I think it's going to be Bucky. Yeah, he has like a, just a really, really good fucking season. Especially on a team that didn't have Dustin Bufflin. Yeah. Just traded Truba and no longer has Tyler Myers. That team, that whole I remember the the story coming into this season for them was oh my god, they have no defense, they're not gonna do anything. Yep. Like and he didn't do all that hot last year. And he had just I think he had just signed his deal, which is like six mil, I believe. 6.16 is his deal. Um, and they're like, oh, we'll see if this works out. Yeah, so last year was his first year of his deal. Um, and let's see, I can pull up, I'm looking at his stats right now. Actually, didn't do terribly. He did really well last year. He had a 9, 2, or a 2, 3, 6. Nope, 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 that was the year of his deal. Last year, he, <laughs> sorry, that was, the, that was the last year of his previous deal he had a 2.9 um last year goals against average and a 9.13 so nothing crazy 
good, nothing crazy bad. Six million dollars worth, eh, not not really that great. Um, but this year, with less defense in front of them, for sure, because you're looking at this is what his defensemen are: Dmitry Kulikov, Josh Morrissey, Neil Pionk, uh, who they got in the Truba deal, uh, Nathan Boilu, Dylan Demello, Carl Dahlstrom, who they stole from us, uh, Sammy Miku. And then it's like Tucker Pullman, Lucas Visa, Anthony Potato. Um, the uh, their their most expensive defenseman is Dmitry Kulikov at four point three mil. Yeah, like they don't have any like huge guys, and they didn't do terribly. And Hellebuck is a big reason they didn't do terribly. Like, I mean, plus plus their fucking forward group is sick. But regardless, Helle, Hellebuck fucking held that team together. Oh, 100%. And I think, I don't really think you can put Vassy in that same league because he didn't play nowhere nearly as well as last year. Like, where fucking, like, Tampa ended up just taking over the league last year because of, like, him and everybody. And then Tuka, I mean, Tuka you can replace with fucking Halak. I don't get it. Yes, like... like those Tampa and Boston, I think, were expected. I mean, they're teams that are expected to win. Yeah. Like, the team that's built around them. And I know a lot of people, like, don't don't think that's the case. Like, you get a nominee for these awards, too, based on what you did for your team kind of thing. Like, that's another yeah. thing going into the heart. What you talk about with, with the heart nominations. It's like, people are like, oh, it should be the person who does the best. It's like. It's well, most yeah, valuable. Yeah, you got to take point. in consideration that. Look at what this guy – yeah, this guy put up these huge numbers for this team that was the top team in the league. But then you get like this guy who's got slightly better numbers or equal numbers that was doing it – that pretty much willed his team into the position that they are. Yeah, it's – I mean, it says here, like literally the words given are the – it's the award given to the annually to the goalie voted the best at his position. And I feel like if you're putting up the numbers that are similar to another team that – has a lot more defensive help and you clearly don't have as much defensive help and you're having the same kind of numbers. It's like, you're clearly doing a lot more and you are, be, are, are the better goalie at that position at that time. If you yeah. like, if you were put in swap situations, you'd probably be doing even better on that better team, you know? Right. So I think, um, I think Hellebuck has it. Oh and, yeah, definitely. And it kind of just shows that, like, that deal was worth it. If, if he gets a Vezina out of that in his second I mean, year he, of the deal. He's running away as, what, probably one of the, the greatest American-born goalies of all time almost. Like, he's potentially getting that Already? conversation. He's getting – I I would say he's in it. I think he's he's definitely moving his name in, up and up that oh. list where he's definitely going to be like, – who else is on the list? Like, Ryan Miller, Johnson Quick. Quick. Yeah. Jimmy Howard. It's Jimmy. all recently, like recent goalies. I don't Jimmy know. Jimmy Craig. Like, yeah, Jimmy <laughs> Craig. What a hero! I have um, no idea what Jimmy Craig looks like, by the way. I just know from the movie. It's the guy from the movie who played tag on Friends. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> he was Rachel's God. assistant in Friends. <laughs> it just no, I just hit. <laughs> oh my god and the only reason i know that is because i never watched friends before and then i started watching friends with my girlfriend who loves the show and i was like that's fucking jimmy craig that's <laughs> <Like, laughs> just like no fucking way so yeah oh god go. herbie would be so disappointed yeah man 
Um, by the way, before you go to the last award, I found the National Predators virtual banners. They, they did a Photoshop with one, two, three, four, five, seven. Seven. Quarantine Stanley Cup champions. First Stanley Cup award in 2020. Shell champs. Most virtual sellouts in NHL 20 history. Found something to do for three months. Virtually raised another banner. Beat Gritty. So they're they're like making fun of themselves, and it's like, just failing. It's not it's not like even that funny. <laughs> no, it's like the bear thing is our thing, right, guys? <laughs> God, Sick. I hate like, you, Nashville Predators. Like, nope. <laughs> oh yeah, nobody's making fun of you because of like you raising banners. They're making fun of you because it's completely stupid. Like they're laughing. Just keep raising banners. It's not bad. We're laughing at you, not with you. Yeah. Um, okay. right. Most valuable banner raising team. Heart <laughs> <Just>, uh, <laughs> trophy. Just, I mean, it was kind of easy to tell who it was going to be. Like, they got dry sidle, Nate McKinnon, and our oh, baby boy, our Timmy Panarin. <laughs> Fucking God, I hope Panarin wins. I think, I, I really think it should be. I think, like we were talking about last week, because it's the same three that were up for the Ted Lindsay. Yeah. I think this heart one is more of a shot for Panarin to win where the Ted Lindsay yes. one was for either McKinnon or Dreisaitl, probably more Dreisaitl. Like I said, with the Vesna trophy. So this is the actual wording for the award. It is voted on by the members of the professional hockey writers association is given annually to the NHL player voted to be most valuable to his team, most valuable to his team. And that is, I think without a doubt is Panarin. It's got to be Panarin. Yeah. Without a fucking doubt has got to be Panarin. Like it, the, <laughs> it's so you're hard. So, you're because, so rattled. Because Drysaddle clearly is the best player on his team this year. Is he the most valuable player to his team? I think McDavid still is. Um, yeah. Just based off of points, like Drysaddle, yes. But McDavid is by far the better player i think i think everybody would kind of agree um mckinnon clearly most valuable to his team best player on his team but has a lot of help and therefore like his value to his team versus panarin's value to his team isn't as much because panarin has nowhere near as much help he doesn't have a mcdavid on his fucking team helping him out he doesn't have a rotten or landis cog on his line helping yeah. him out or a kill McC- i mean actually <laughs> he does have adam fox who <laughs> oh, but God. i think it's more of adam fox has panarin right you know? um because i don't I, like even going back to like that calder discussion like i've seen kale mccarr highlights and i'm like that kid can do it all on his fucking own and then i've seen adam fox highlights and i'm like that kid does it with his team for right. sure, like he does a good job. It's great. Nothing, not, yeah, nothing against him. It's just no. the importance of what that guy brings. It's just it's not to the same level as a McCarr or a Hughes. Yeah, and if you get a power play that is first in the league because it's you and McDavid and like Kyler Yamamoto who's played sick, and it's like that as a team, like that's great. Way to go! If you have a power play and it has Kale McCarr, Gabriel Landeskog, and fucking Miko Rondon. And like that power play is also tops in the league because it's like 
you guys are all great together. That's great. If you have Panarin and like that's your team, that's your offense. Like that's what it is right there on, on the Rangers. What's so stupid is looking at their numbers. Like I completely it blanked. I mean that they didn't play a full season. Yeah, right. 69 games for Panarin, 95 points. Yep. 69 games f- played for McKinnon, 93 points. 71 games played for Dreisaitl, 110 points. Yeah. Jesus. see how many power play points each one has? Uh, I was, like, looking at those, too. Um, let's see. Dreisaitl had 44 power play points. Yeah, 16 goals, uh, 28 assists. Um, and McKin- McKinnon had 12 power play goals and 19 power play assists. Jesus. And Panarin had seven power play goals, 17 power play assists. So <laughs> he had the least power play points and still put up 95 points? He's doing the most five on five. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's fucking insane. I mean, there was – the Rangers were nowhere near – should be in a conversation of potentially put, making the playoffs. No yes. – you have Lundqvist who's getting older. You have, you know, the team that's just – they threw all their money at Panarin. So, like, you know, what do they have to build around him type of situation? And yeah. what they found out is they got a lot of these young guys and the, the absolute willpower of Panarin. I would love to just be like, if you were to remove these players from their team, how would that team do? Like that kind of a situation. I mean, clearly all the teams would do worse, but I think the team that drops the most is going to be the Rangers. Oh God. Yeah. You, you like, like, like I just had been saying, like you, without, without dry solid, you still have McDavid. <laughs> right. And then without McKinnon, you still have Rodney, you still have Landis guy, you still got Kel McCarr. Like you have like these players that can pick your fucking team up still. Like, without Panarin, Zibanejad doesn't have anywhere near as close of, a, like, a good year as he had. Near – nowhere – like, uh, fuck, I don't know. Adam Fox doesn't do as well. Like, Ryan Strom doesn't do as well. Like, like there was a Strom comment that um, he was just like, yeah, like, when you have a hard candidate on your line, it makes things a little bit easier. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> it's pretty fucking sick when everybody's looking at him and you're wide open in front. And he's just like, I mean, Kreider, Kreider's over, yeah. not going to do anything. He's, I mean, he's, he's, he could be a difference maker, maybe one or two games, but he's not going to be that guy that yeah. drives this team. Yeah. yeah this, they, they don't have Panarin. They, they were, they would be fucked. Yeah, they're they're looking at they would probably be looking at a team in the <laughs> in the eight that are sitting out right now. Like one hundred percent, they would possibly even be as bad as like you know Detroit, like at that level, like probably Buffalo. Yeah, <laughs> Ugh, Buffalo. Why do you so, continue to? Suck? So we we, <laughs> I know because I was looking at those Adidas jerseys that I sent you guys, and I was like, God, I wish Buffalo was good because that jersey looks so cool. Like. <laughs> Yeah, their white, their whites with the gold trim were nasty this year. Yeah, but all right, so I think that's gonna wrap it up for today. Um, let us know what you think about the awards. Who you think are walking home with those? Also, who got snubbed? Yeah, who got snubbed? Um, pros are are you are you pro Hawks win or pro Hawks lose, or is there a point that we missed on pro or con for either? What are your thoughts on Jr. and his lawsuit? Oh my God. <laughs> I almost kind of am afraid to ask that. Like, I don't even want to see the shit show that could possibly come from that. I do. Tell me. 
what, what if oh my god it's just gonna become like a reality show <laughs> god so as always make sure to follow us on facebook instagram twitter uh spotify subscribe to us on apple Podcasts and youtube give us a ranking tell us what we love what you hate we don't care we just want to hear we want to hear what you think you know tell us a little bit um yeah any any final thoughts tanner uh no i just can't wait we got hockey in seven days well exhibition game we'll know even more next time we talk on whether or not crawford's gonna play who's gonna be out who's gonna be in and i think everybody's pretty fucking excited man let's go let's fucking all right. go <laughs> all right so for tanner and jeremy we will uh we'll see you on the next one bye guys love you bye the Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast.